and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 122, all up in here. Where I'm at currently right now, it is snowing outside. That winter weather is in effect. I thought we were going to get through the winter with like barely any snow up in here in New England, but it is New England. And we always got to get that snow in. I hope everybody's staying safe out there. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're on your favorite podcasting app, YouTube, whatever it may be. Much love. It is super appreciated. We got a lot of shit to talk about this week. Bunch of new music. Are the gift bags coming? Are we are, are we finally getting the fucking gift bags or what? I don't know. What do you think? We'll we'll talk about it in a minute. But I want to give a couple shout outs to um couple people for sending in donations this week. And the first one I want to get to was actually sent in a couple weeks ago, actually a month ago at this point through Cash App. And I never shouted this person out. I wear dirty socks. One of the best at names there is. I wear dirty socks. Been supporting the show way back since the Wicked Shit Wednesday shows. I remember seeing them in the chat. So I want to send much love and appreciation. And I'm sorry for not shouting you out earlier. That's my bad. But thank you again for the donation. And also, I want to send a shout out to Rob Gable, who also sent in a donation this week. Much love. Super appreciated. Rob Gable of Up Your Geek, who we've talked about on the show before. I believe they've done interviews with Twisted and possibly put out some horrorcore lists, maybe, if I remember correctly. But shout out to I Wear Dirty Socks and Rob Gable for the donations. Super appreciated. Much love. Super dope. Anytime anybody um, sends in a donation. It's just super fresh, man. And uh, the support. Super dope. It gives me a little fuzzy feeling in my belly, if you know what I mean. And let's get into some uh let's get into the news this week. But first, if you don't know and you're not following it yet, I'm gonna give it another plug this week. Is the weekly bumps playlist beneath the dirt updated weekly with songs and albums, you know, songs from albums that I've been playing throughout the week, mixed sprinkled in with a little bit of new shit that might have dropped this, you know, that current week. The weekly bumps playlist is up on Apple Music, Spotify. And YouTube links are in the description um, on YouTube, or you can just go to beneathdirt.com. I switched up beneathdirt.com. It's no longer smart URL. It's a link tree now. So we got links to the podcast. We got links to the playlists and all that good shit. All my social medias is up on beneathdirt.com now. So it's, I feel like it's a much better hub for Beneath the Dirt than what it was before. So BeneathDirt.com, you can find everything, podcasts, playlists, social medias, all that. And that Weekly Bumps playlist was updated this past week. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. I don't even remember what songs I put up there. I know we got, I put up some Conway to celebrate the new album, which we'll get into in a little bit. 
Tear the Club Up Thugs because it was like the 22nd anniversary of that album last week. One of my all-time favorite albums. My favorite 3-6 Mafia-related album, period. Uh, super famous Fun Time Guys, Double Dragon, Project Pat, Lex the Hexmaster, Twisted Hopson, and more is up on the Weekly Bumps playlist. So go peep that shit. And much love to everybody that's already following it and listening to it as I update it. Super dope. I bump it myself every week after I update it. See if see if the mix I put together is kind of like cohesive and just see how it goes, you know, from one song to the next. Because it's just a whole bunch of shit that I put up there. But let's get it to some news, shall we? One Less G in the Hood live. This past Friday, For the Fam Fridays, it went down. Blaze was up first. First in the chamber. Blaze your day, homie. One Less G in the Hood. 20th anniversary show with special appearances from Twisted and ABK. I watched it today. Actually didn't watch it when it aired on Friday. I watched it um, Sunday. You know, today's Sunday. I record the podcast. And it was dope. It was dope. The next ones I definitely want to try to watch live. It's just, it's, it's dope winding down on a Friday, you know, at the end of the week, catching some live music. But Blaze Dead Homie performed One Less G in the Hood. And not only that, but he gave us two new music videos off One Less G in the Hood. I believe we talked about it on last week's podcast. And one of the videos was for Saturday afternoon. I wasn't expecting this video, but we got it. And the other one was for Nasty. So they actually premiered these two music videos before the live stream or the performance actually went down. And as far as the music video goes, we'll talk about the music videos first because they did go before the performance. And I don't know what it is with M&E and their music videos lately, but they just, they're not it. It's green screen specials, low budget, like it looks like it's shot on an iPhone and throws some cartoon effects on it. I don't know. I'm not a fan of any of the Magic Ninja videos that they've put out recently. Going back to NetFest when they did what, Wasted Part 3, I think it was. You know, the music videos that they did for the rock songs and whatever else. You know, specifically Twisted. And now Blaze, like, these videos ain't it. I'm glad that the One Less G show was an actual performance and not music videos like this. You know, I was kind of thinking to myself as I was listening to it, like, maybe they were going to shoot videos for One Less G. They they did these videos and maybe just kind of cut it because the way the videos came out. I don't know, but not a fan of the, the music videos. They could do much better than that. There's really no excuse for it um, to not shoot better quality music videos. But besides that, the live performance itself was dope. Blaze sounded good. ABK and Twisted were in the house. Of course, they're all over One Less G in the hood. ABK sounded dope. Twisted sounded good. Um, It was just a good performance, man. Really nothing to fucking say other than that. They didn't perform Hatchet Execution, which was the final song off One Less G, which makes sense. I mean, half the people that would be on that song 
they're beefing with at this point. So they ended the show with Thug for Life, which is, I always felt like Thug for Life should have ended that album. It's, you know, probably my all-time favorite Blaze song. One that I was hoping was going to get a music video for. So for them to end it with Thug for Life, I thought it was dope. It would have made no no sense in performing Hatchet Execution. They didn't really cut out anything psychopathic related, you know, as far as references wise, like Hatchet Love, Throw Your Hatchets Up, Always Repit Psychopathic, even though they're not. <laughs> um, you know, obviously cut out some verses here and there because ain't nobody there to perform them. But other than, other than that, Solid performance, no fucks, no fuck ups on the lyrics, anything like that. Um, I don't know if it was live. Blaze did an interview with Scotty D last week of Fago Lovers, and it was actually a really dope interview. Scotty D asked him if it was going to be live or pre-recorded. Blaze said live. I doubt it. If it was, th- that would make it even fresher. But it doesn't really take away from the fact if it was pre-recorded or not. She was dope. I'm looking forward to the next ones coming up. Um, but the, you know, going back to the Blaze interview with Fago Lovers, it was actually a dope interview. Scotty D covered everything, Blaze, how Blaze came up in Michigan. Because I don't think Blaze is from Detroit. I think he might have eventually moved to Detroit, but I don't think he's from Detroit. Um, talked about Two Crazy Devils with Scraps coming up with House of Crazies. You know, doing behind-the-scenes stuff at Psychopathic, stage setups, dressing up as a clown for, like, ICP sets, eventually getting to rap with on Hound Dogs, doing Dark Lotus, Psychopathic Riders, going into One Less G in the Hood. It was a really dope interview to break down the early part of Blaze's career. Basically, like... Everything leading up to his debut album. Super dope. They covered the EP. You know, Blaze. What Blaze thought of Mars joining the group of, you know, joining Dark Lotus. And he kind of reiterated the fact that he was like, uh, who's this dude? But okay, I guess. Kind of like pretty much exactly how Violent J described it in the Behind the Paint book. So it was, uh. That was pretty on point hearing that, just kind of like confirming what Violent J said in Behind the Paint. Like, everybody was just kind of like, okay, who the fuck is this guy? But all right, I guess we're rolling with it. You know, as far as Mars' involvement with Dark Lotus. I thought Mars was dope in Dark Lotus, but anyway. The interview with Scotty D was super dope, super fresh. When you're done listening to this podcast, go peep that shit. Definitely worth the listen. And the One Less G in the Hood performance from Blaze was fucking dope, man. Blaze sounded good. Looks good. He ain't really fat no more. And it's it was worth it. If you missed out on it, by the time you listen to it, it's no longer available. I'm sure there's some shit up on YouTube. Someone fucking putting it up there even though they're not supposed to. But these For the Fan Fridays look dope. And up up next in the chamber is Oh the Horror, the Halloween 365 special going down this Friday, February 12th. And I'm going to peep it. I'm going to peep all of them. I'm not the biggest Oh the Horror fan. I do like that 
new single that they put out um, a couple weeks back. Um, but yeah, the Halloween 365 album, I went back to it, didn't, didn't really enjoy it. It's nothing really, no singing on it like there is on Tears of Gold. But I did go back to, they put out an EP before they signed to Magic Ninja in 2019. Or before they even put out anything, um, with Magic Ninja. It's called The Devil Made Me Do It. It's a six song EP. 18 minutes, it's a short listen, and there's a few ill tracks on here. The first two tracks, Weird Shit, Hollow, they did a Fuck the World cover, an ICP cover of Fuck the World, actually came out pretty good, um, and the other the other uh, tracks, Fake News is Real, Funny Money, Count Swagula revamped, not bad songs, but there's more singing incorporated into this EP than there was on their album that they put out on... Welcome to the underground, M&E, whatever. And with the singing, I don't mind the rapping as much when they're singing with it. So I'm curious to see what these dudes got coming up in the future, if they're going to incorporate more singing or not. But just wanted to bring that up. Oh, the horror is up next for the For the Fam Fridays. I'm a peep it. I'll peep their performance. The music is really dope. Like the actual... You know, the guitar, drum, and all that shit that they do is really good. I want to see them perform Tears of Gold. I'll be curious to see if they perform that, but it's kind of sounding like they're going to be performing their album in, in, in its entirety. And then we got ABK next Friday. And then after that, a la Zuli Lou with the Mausoleum Special with Super Famous Fun Time Guys and Mad Max. Shit's going down in February. Shit's dope. So peep the For the Fan Fridays. I think it's worth the money. These live performances. It's one thing Magic Ninja's doing. Not that they're doing a lot wrong, but as far as the performance goes, performances, even though it's just in the M&E studio or office, whatever, shit looks good. Shit looks good. Shit sounds good. I fucks with it. Peep it. If you ain't checked it out yet, it's probably up on YouTube, like I said. And then we got the new single from Twisted, Corkscrew, off their new rock album coming this summer, it seems like, at this point. Unlikely Prescription is the name of the album. Corkscrew is the new single. This is the third single. And this single is not it for me. It is the most probably organic rock band sounding song if that makes sense like it actually excuse me it actually sounds like a rock band like i I don't know how to explain it but it's it's the most rock sounding song that they've put out yet rose petal had rapping on it i think uh what was the other one the the problem can't remember perfect problem that one had a little bit of rap, rapping in it as well. This one is pretty much all singing. Monoxide don't sound bad. I, I was kind of thinking that Monoxide was not going to sound good in these rock songs. But he don't sound bad. I think Madrox sounds better. Um, on these rock songs, in a sense, but not really, because Monoxide kills it on Rose Petals. 
And Perfect Problem is a dope track, but this new song right here, Corkscrew, talk about the new fucking single, not the old shit. The old shit that's still new, if you will. Corkscrew is not it for me. This is my by far least favorite track of the rock stuff that they've released yet. Not fucking with this one. I bumped it one and a half times. I, I kind of wanted to get through it that second time, but just I couldn't. Wasn't feeling it. Wasn't really fucking with it. But it's out there now. Seems like some people are digging it. People are saying it's more of that traditional rock sound compared to the first two singles. I definitely agree with that. But overall, just not really feeling corkscrew. I'm definitely going to peep the album. I peep everything Twisted puts out. Go into it with a you know open mind. And... I'm curious to hear what they're going to bring with a full-length rock project. Mutant was supposed to be that, but that wasn't really a rock project. It definitely had a lot of rock influence, but as a whole, I think it kind of didn't live up to the hype of being a rock album. And overall, it just wasn't that good of an album. Curious to hear what Unlikely Prescription is going to sound like. An entire rock album. And still... The rock shit that they're doing now is sounding better than any rock shit that they've ever done before. Easily. Even the new song, Corkscrew, that I'm not a big fan of. Sound-wise, you know, as a rock band, rock sound in general just sounds better than anything that they've ever done before. So that's out there right now. Go peep that. And keep it. Keeping it somewhat M&E related. We got that new single from Scum featuring Lex the Hexmaster, New Day. That's out there now. I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. A lot of music came out. This is like the first week of the new year where a whole bunch of music came out. We're into February now. It's always, you know, December, January are always kind of slow months as far as music goes. And now we're creeping into February, kind of getting getting into the groove of the new year. So a lot of new music. Didn't get a chance to peep that, but that's out there right now. I'm waiting for news on part three of Lex the Hexmaster's four-part EP series. Party Castle 1, Haunted Mansion 2, what is number three, and what the fuck is taking so long for it to come out? I know M&E's busy. They still be signing new people, releasing their shit. But I want new Lex, man. I want new Lex. Lex is dope. I want that part three. And Scum, he also announced he's got a new album series. Uh, February 26th, Volume 1, Gray Skies. A new album series from Scum. Dying World Chronicles. I don't know if it's... uh, you know, it says album, so it could possibly be a full length. Or I wonder if he's going to be dropping EP style releases like Lex is doing, Class is doing with his Revenge, Strange Music that they be doing. They be releasing all the parts before the actual album comes out. So I wonder if that's what Scum's going to be doing. He just dropped a double album last year. Dude's fucking staying busy in the studio. And getting ready to drop an album series. Dying World Chronicles. Volume 1, Grace Guys, February 26th. Scum, LSP. 
staying busy. I'm waiting for that full-length class project to come out. I only peeped a handful of the songs, and I only peeped them out once. But that shit was sound of fire. Insane poetry just dropped. I think Dark Half, Damien Quinn is going to drop the final Dark Half album this year. Fingers crossed, anyway. At least I hope. Fucking, I can't wait to hear that shit. But LSP, staying busy. Oh, fuck. And let's get into the fucking, the cover art for the fucking podcast this week. Is that Double Dragon. Buckshot. Kung Fu Vampire. Dropped their collaborative album this past Friday. And I was looking forward to it. I didn't have any crazy expectations for this album. Anything like that. I talked about how I didn't pre-order the original CD because it came with a poster, but I did cop that uh, Buck Fu edition, I believe they call it. Yeah, the Buck Fu version. Comes with three different bonus tracks. Um, I got it Friday in the mail, so I haven't got a chance to listen to the actual CD, but I was bumping it on Apple Music, and it was pretty much the only shit I was bumping all weekend. This album is fucking fire. Super dope. This album is fucking amazing, man. Buckshot and Kung Fu Vampire. I caught some of their IG live that they did uh, a couple days ago. And they was, they was talking about the making of the album. Kung Fu Vampire is in California. Buckshot is in Kentucky, I believe. And you would never know it by the sound of this album. The sound, the way this album sounds, it sounds like these dudes was in the studio with each other, vibing, bouncing ideas off, going back and forth on the hooks and the verses and shit. Like the way they did this album is super dope. You would never know that they're on the opposite side of the sides of the country. They got features on there, or yeah, features from Boondocks and Ritz. Um, the opening track, Buck Fu, is fucking fire. Super dope. Um, I actually was listening, I was listening to the Conway album that dropped on Friday. I was finishing it up on my way home from work, and I had a few minutes before I got home, so I threw this on in the whip, and Buck Fu came on. I was like, bro, I gotta bump this album ASAP. Got in the crib, went in my mom's basement, into my little my little man cave and was bumping the album. This shit is super dope. The intro is a typical kind of, you know, just the intro introducing the album. You know, we got Double Dragon theme from the old school NES video game. And you got Buckfu hard mosh pit music, just crazy amped up opening track, perfect way to open the album. Um and then it doesn't slow down at all until Easy Target featuring Ritz. There's nine tracks on the basic version of the album. And it's, I haven't, like I said, I haven't heard the bonus tracks yet. So I've only been bumping the nine songs. And this album goes hard as fuck from track one to track seven. And then we get Easy Target featuring Ritz. And the first time I heard that song, I was like, I don't know. The beat was 
the beat, the vibe was completely different from the rest of the album. But the more I listen to it, the more I like it. That song in particular. And then the album ends with Double Dragon featuring Demi Demery, if I'm saying that right. That dude's voice is fucking dope. He was on the Paradigm Shift Project as well um, on a couple tracks. I think he was on that Bow Down song. Could be wrong. Um, But that dude's voice is ill. Anytime I hear him on a feature on these, uh, you know, collaboration albums that Buckshot's been doing, fire. Super dope way to end the album. The only track that's kind of iffy, but I'm I'm liking it more the more I hear it, is Easy Target featuring Ritz. Um, but bangers, man. Buck Fu, Ain't the One, Don't Get Beat Up, which was produced by Young Wicked. Super dope. This album is fucking fire, man. I highly recommend you peep this shit. If you're not a fan of Buckshot or Kung Fu, I'd say I said it with Paradigm Shift to give that shit a shot if you weren't a fan of Buckshot or Boondocks, but this is Buck and uh, KFV. I recommend it. This album, the sound quality is super on point, as is Buckshot's shit. Anyway, dude is like high quality, everything that he does, sound quality, music, CD pressings, merch, all that. Kung Fu Vampire is like still improving from the Come Dawn album, which is one of my favorite albums of 2019 that dropped. I fucking love that album. Dude kills it on here as well. Buckshot kills it on here. Production's on point. This album is fire. I'm going to be bumping this one for a bit. This is definitely going to be a top album of the year contender for sure. Just the quality of it. It's only nine songs if you're listening to it, you know, streaming or through iTunes. And it's like 30 minutes, I believe. So it's a short listen. But man, they just start the album out hard, end the album hard. I like the sample at the end of the albums. I don't know if I never played Double Dragon. Um as a kid, I definitely had an NES when I was a kid. But I never got into Double Dragon, so I'm just going to assume that's a Double Dragon sample. Correct me if I'm wrong. But shit's super dope. And you got the hard copies. I believe you could buy just the CD now that was available through the 8-bit box and the poster bundle. You could buy just the CD now. But I copped the Buck Fu version. I'll be bumping that one in the whip for sure. Can't wait to bump that shit in the whip. But this shit is fire. I highly recommend you peep it, even if you're not a fan, because it might fucking change your mind on both or either one of these dudes. Super dope. It's all original music, unlike Paradigm Shift, The Hell's Kitchen Project. Um, Those were all like jacked beats, which still dope listens. Um, But this is all original music, and it's fire. Definitely peep that shit. Shout out to Buck and Kung Fu. For dropping this project super hard. Super hard. Like I said, I didn't have any expectations, but shit. Once I started bumping it, all expectations were fucking... Didn't even matter at that point, because that shit was fire. Super dope. Peep that shit, for sure. Now let's get it to some, uh, some Young Wicked news. Young Wicked news has been pretty fucking slow. 
for a while now. It's been what four years since Return of the Prodigal, Return of the Son. What the fuck, man? It's been four years since the Return of the Prodigal Son dropped. We're coming up on it. It's been four years since uh, what was it? Uh, the Vengeance EP. Like, yeah, he dropped some shit with Bones Dub. He dropped the Axe Project. Uh, full-length album and an EP. But I want that Young Wicked album. But he took the IG in his stories and he wrote, I'm following my heart when it comes to this art, whether it be music, painting, poetry, or clothing. I'm going to keep listening to my heart and make exactly what I want. Excuse me. Make what I want to make. I've been doing this too long to continue making anything that, that isn't me. No more characters, no more fantastical stories, just me, 100 emoji. And I posted up on social media, I was like, yo, you think Young Wicked's done with the Wicked shit? And the general consensus was, fuck Young Wicked, of course. Haters are going to hate, but... There were people saying, hey, Young Wicked really hasn't been doing the Wicked shit anyway. Um, As long as the music's dope, I don't give a fuck. So do I think Young Wicked is dropping the Wicked shit? Probably. This dude, I think he had like one or two tracks on Return of the Prodigal Son that had some Wicked shit. Maybe one or two on the Morte album from uh, A&B. I think I said Axe earlier. I think I said Axe instead of fucking A and B. I'd be listening back to my podcast, and I'm like, yo, last week, I'm like, all right, we're four minutes in. No, we were an hour and four minutes in, motherfucker. We weren't four minutes in. We were an hour and four minutes in. But I'd be listening back, and I'd be saying some wild shit that don't make no sense. And hopefully, I'd be making sense to everybody. Like, it sounds like I make sense, but then there's some shit I sprinkle in. Because it's all off the top of the dome. Yeah, I got notes and shit. Of what I want to talk about, but nothing like solid written down that I'm going to talk about. So everything's kind of off the top of the dome. But anyway, <laughs> off my little tangent, um, Young Wicked. Is Young Wicked done doing the Wicked shit? Probably. Do I care? Fuck no, I don't care. I want music from Young Wicked. Where the fuck is New music from Young Wicked. It's, it's been a minute since we got music from this dude. He's given us a few singles here and there. But what the fuck, man? I want new Young Wicked. I don't give a fuck if it's Wicked shit or not. A lot of his shit is introspective stuff. Even on the Slaughter album. A lot of introspective stuff from Young Wicked on that album. I just want... New shit from this dude. I don't give a fuck if it's wicked shit. I don't give a shit if he changes his name to James Garcia. Even though I think kind of doing a rebrand is taking two steps backwards. You know, dropping the young wicked name. I know he's hinted at it in the past. Maybe this is another hint at dropping the name and going with his government. But I don't give a shit what he calls himself. What it is. I just want new music from this dude. And I'm hoping 2021 is the year that we actually get new music from dude. Because it's just been way too 
long since this dude's dropped music. Whether it's wicked shit or not, I don't care. Just give us some new young wicked, man. I'm like, the expectations and the wait is going to be like, it's going to be so long by the time the album drops that maybe it won't live up to the hype. Yo, Young Wicked, the mixtape volume two, where the fuck is that? I don't give a shit what it is. Just give us some new shit. But shout out to Young Wicked. Been killing the mixes for m and and whatnot. Staying busy as an engineer. Props to him for that. His shit sounds good too. His mixes sound really good. He's come a long way. Um, Doing his mixes. Without a doubt. So go. Uh, don't go peep shit. Because that story ain't there no more. Up on uh, his IG. That shit only stays up for what. 24 hours something like that. Um, let's wrap it up with M&E news. A la Zuli Lou. In the advertisement. Of. The super famous fun times. Super famous fun time guys album. Don't hug me from the front. We got the advertisement for the new album dropping April 20th of this year. A la Zulilu Necronomicron 2. Part 2 of Necronom excuse me, of Necronomicron is dropping on 420. It only makes sense that it drops 420. I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped for it. Can't wait to hear new Zul. Even though they just dropped Mausoleum a few months ago. I love that these dudes are pumping out. Another album. So we're just over two months away from Necronomicron Part 2. The first one is Fire. I love that EP from Billy Obey and Joey Black. That was before Lee Carver joined the group. So I can't wait to hear some of that hard-hitting, weed-smoking shit with Lee Carver in the group. Super hyped for it. So Necronomicron 2, it's confirmed. It was speculated that it was going to be Necronomicron 2. But it is, and it's dropping 420. Fucking hype for it. Pre-orders. Take my motherfucking money. Make it rain on them zools. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of super famous fun time guys, their album dropped this past Friday as well. Don't hug me from the front. I tried listening to it. I did like the first two singles that they dropped. What was it? Brainless. And Lucha Florida. I've seen a lot of hype for the album. A lot of people was bumping it this past weekend. Giving it the love. And I don't know. I don't think Super Famous Fun Time Guys is for me. They have dope tracks. But then there's some other songs that are like. Where it just really lives up to the look of the gimmick if you will. Just kind of corny. I don't, I'm not just trying to hate to hate. I'm not really trying to hate at all, but the music just ain't for me. Um, sound quality wise, shit sounds dope, but I think I only got through the first handful of tracks. Um, I kind of skipped around. I peeped squad up with blaze. That was a dope track. Hide and seek after sunset with Zool. Uh, that was a good track. Brainless with Billy obeys dope. Lucha Florida was fire. Um, and that's pretty much all I checked out. I did peep a few other songs and just, just wasn't for me. 
wasn't for me. But these dudes are getting a lot of love out there. And, you know, keep fucking grinding. But we've been talking about the singles. The album is out. I wanted to give everybody a heads up. I'm personally not feeling the songs other than, what, three or four songs. Lucha Florida, Brainless, Squad Up, Hide and Seek. It's 14 tracks, 43 minutes, but that's out there now. Whipstick and Eight Legs are the super famous fun time guys. Okay. And then last week... Last week, we talked about it. We talked about the fucking gift bags. We talked about the gift bags. We talked about what the fuck is up with the streams for February. There's no news for it. I caught a lot of heat last week. I caught a lot of heat last week. It was good. It was good. I needed that uh, that warmth. It's fucking cold up in here in New England. You know what I mean? So I needed that heat. But ICP came through, delivered the Juggalo Weekend month-long live stream exa- extravaganza. It is Juggalo Weekend, what, February 12th, 13th, something like that? I'm not quite sure. But we got the schedule for the month of February. There aren't that many streams compared to previous months because, hey, It is February. It's the shortest month of the year. But we got uh, what went down last week, Board Games Against Boredom, Zen of Love, which went down this past Saturday. Uh, Tonight, Monday, we got Descent into the Evil Abyss, Chapter 2. The Descent goes deeper. That's probably going to be an ill show. The first one was fucking super dope. Just fun listening to ICP. And Jump Steady talking about, you know, mass murderers and stuff like that. It's cool to hear their take on it. Uh, this Wednesday, we got Juggalo Night Court. Saturday, ICP's Late Night Funhouse Talk Show. That was also a dope show from October. So that's cool that they're bringing that back. Uh, the 15th is Mystery Day. The 17th, Wicked Clown Campfire Stories Part 2. Triple XL on Roids and Crack. So... The first one, um, what am I, going through puberty? The fuck was that? My balls just dropped in the middle of uh, episode 122 of Beneath the Dirt. Mark that down. We're going to celebrate the anniversary a year from now, the day that my balls dropped. But anyway, the Campfire Stories is going down the 17th. That was dope. Part of, I believe, the October streams. Uh, the 20th, JCW, the best of oddball brutality. I still never peeped out the one from December. And I heard that JCW was fire. Um, the 22nd, Juggalo Gong Show. 24th, Juggalo Family Feud. And then the 27th wraps it up with ICP's three-ring li- three live concert extravaganza. That'd be dope. ICP Live is always a good time. So curious to see what they're going to bring with that um, three-ring live concert extravaganza. Now, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I am not subscribed for the month of February. The reason being, the biggest reason being is 
I haven't got my gift bag from October. Now, on Monday's show of Juggalos against, you know, Juggalo gaming against boredom, they did address it at the end of the show. I did post a clip of it up on social media. I believe Fago Lovers has the full clip of it. But according to Violent J, the gift bags are done. The songs are recorded. Everything's mastered. And we should be getting our gift bags soon. My pre-shipment in USPS informed delivery still hasn't changed. It still says pre-shipment. But according to Violent J, the gift bags are done. And everything, everything is there. They got the coins. They got the CDs. And all that shit, they just got to ship them out, apparently. Apparently. You know, that remains to be seen. I I want the fucking gift bag, man. If I get the gift bag within the next week, maybe I'll plunge on that 6650 for the streams. I haven't really seen any feedback on the streams so far. There's only been two, but how are they? If you are subscribed and you have been watching them, let me know. Hit me up on my social medias and let me know how they're going. I want to know. Are they is it worth the money this month? According to Violent J, also according to Violent J. The Yum Yum's Lore EP is also done, mixed, mastered, and everything. He didn't say anything about having CDs in hand about that particular album, but apparently is done. And he ended up, <laughs> Violent J, like, he's like a kid in a candy shop. He just fucking just starts grabbing all the candy. He can't help himself. He can't help himself. You tell a little kid to keep a secret, that motherfucker ain't keeping a secret. You give, give that motherfucker a, a candy, whatever. A trip to Chuck E. Cheese, that motherfucker ain't keeping a secret. It'd be like, yo, guess what? Violent J said that the Yum Yum Lure CD is coming out on Friday. Because that's what Violent J said. Violent J said, shit, I think it's dropping tomorrow. So I kept my eyes peeled to the DSPs on Apple Music and Spotify to see if Yum Yum's Lure dropped, and it did not. But as Violent J was rambling about all this shit being done and ready to go, the gift bags and all that, you could see Jump Steady and Shaggy just sitting there like, bro, can you just shut the fuck up? Can you shut the fuck up for a minute? Violent J almost wanted to spill the beans on what the gift would be for February streams. But it apparently hadn't been confirmed yet. And they were just like, no, don't fucking say anything. Don't say anything. You know, Violent J said he's going through some personal shit. I hope Violent J's all right. You know, as much as as much shit as I give them for not sending our shit out and the broken promises that he delivers us, dude is still a human at the end of the day. And, you know, I hope dude's all right. Says he's going through a bunch of personal stuff. So we just got to keep an eye peeled on these fucking gift bags, man. I hope we get them. According to him, they're fucking finished. I'll believe it when I fucking see it, to be just completely honest. I'll believe it when I see it. And, you know, Yum Yum's Lure, same thing with that. 
like I said, man, uh, you know, we're 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 coming into this album supposedly dropping less than a month from now on, you know, March 5th. I highly doubt it. I bet it gets pushed back to the summer. I just hope that I hope that Violent J in particular learns from this in announcing shit before shit is ready. I hope Shaggy and Jump Steady are like, all right, the way we got to do shit from now on is announce shit when it's actually done and ready to go. Because I'm sick of the fucking broken promises. Straight up. I want my fucking gift bag. I want my Yum Yum's Lure CD. I want the, you know, more than anything, I want the music. It could keep the coin and whatever else comes in that gift bag from October. Just give me that Halloween, you know, the, the songs that they recorded for the You Produced ICP. He also said that there's three more songs on that CD. And they didn't find the Jump Steady cover of fucking whatever song it was. I don't remember off the top of my head. They couldn't find it. They searched a bunch of hard drives um, going through shit. And he said that there's more ultra-rare hard drives. I wish they would just... Eh, that's probably another topic for another day. But all those hard drives, imagine all the unreleased music that they got that they still haven't given us. Like, ill shit from the first six era. You know? But that's probably, you know, another topic for another day. But Because he was talking about all the hard drives and stuff. But we got the Halloween EP with the three songs and the Yum Yum's Lurie CD. I'd be happy with just those CDs. I don't give a fuck about anything else. You know, that's me. I know everybody else wants the coin and all that other shit. You know, Supreme Juggalo shit. But I could care less. I just want the music, man. To me, it's all about the fucking music. And when you tease the music to me and then you fucking hold it back and you don't give it to me. And you kind of just you give me that stiff arm holding me at bay. Fucking holding me back by the forehead. You know what I mean? You're teasing me, bro. You give me blue balls on that new music. That's all I fucking want. That's all I really care about. Because that's what got me here in the first place. But stop promising shit before it's done. And I hope the gift bags are really coming. I really do. What do you think? Do you think the gift bags are coming? I don't fucking know. We shall see, shall we? Keeping it psychopathic related. Ouija man, it's, it, I've been wanting to talk about this another thing for like a month, man. It's just shit I forget to talk about. But Ouija Mac been teasing this on his social media for probably about a month now. He's got a new collab mixtape coming out. He's done shit with Death Plus, um, which all those were uh, pretty dope. And then he did a project with Star Fox LaFlair, which was okay. And now we got this upcoming collab mixtape with Baby E. I have no idea who the fuck Baby E is, but I fucks Ouija Mac. So I'm a peep it. Pre-orders are up for it right now. I'm probably going to hold out on pre-orders till I listen to the project. But I'm kind of torn on it. Like I still haven't caught that hard copy of the group project that he did with Star Fox LaFlair. Um, but it's Ouija. I fuck Ouija, man. Like I'm a completionist. So it bugs me that I don't have it 
but it'll bug me even more once it sells out and then like the resale market is selling it for like $60 or some stupid shit. But pre-orders are up. There's a whole bunch of different packages. Like I said, I don't know who Baby E is, but I fucks with Ouija. I'm definitely going to peep it. I'm curious to see who, who's got production on here. Uh, I have to imagine Devereaux's got production on this album or mixtape. It's called We Never Forgot. Cover art's pretty dope. I like the name of the title, We Never Forgot. That's super dope. But Ouija, coming off of a fire year of 2020, man, that dude dropped, what, four or five projects? He had Resistance 2, Pretty Ugly, Zodiac, the Wasteland album, which was fire, still fire, still fire, still bump that shit. Oh, love that album. But Ouija coming off of a fire year of 2020, coming into 2021, swinging with a new collab project. And that's dropping on the 26th as well, I believe. Um, so just a couple weeks from now, super dope. Pre-orders are up. Like I said, keep fucking repeating myself, but I'm hyped for it because Ouija's that dude and he's just getting better and better with his shit, in my opinion. So Ouija Mac, baby E, we never forgot. 26th of this month, definitely fucking hyped for that shit. And then another album. We got to talk about before we bounce the fuck up out of here that dropped this weekend was Conway the Machine with his new project. It's actually a Big Ghost project, but it's produced by Big Ghost LTD and it's Conway on, you know, Conway and Big Ghost. Let's just say that instead of fucking make it complicated. Conway and Big Ghost, the follow up. To No One Mourns the Wicked. If it bleeds, it could be killed. It's up on Bandcamp right now. Big Ghost Limited.bandcamp.com, I believe. But I got it up. I bought it. I think it's uh, like 10 bucks for the download. Definitely worth it. 10 tracks, 30 minutes. Similar to No One Mourns the Wicked. This shit is dope. Conway, another artist who had a fire year in 2020, coming in swinging for 2021. This is like the 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 appetizer before we get the next album, God Don't Make Mistakes. But if it bleeds, it could be killed. Such a fire name for an album. The cover art is dope too. Look at that shit. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, we got features on here from Ransom, Rome Streets, Knowledge the, Pri- Knowledge the Pirate, and shots, 10 tracks, and uh, an intro. And this shit is dope. I only bumped it twice, I think, this weekend because I was bumping that Double Dragon a lot. Like, I was looking forward to this al- album a lot, but that Double Dragon, man, just oh, fire. Uh, but this is a dope follow up to No One Mourns the Wicked. I don't know if it's as good as No One Warns the Wicked in my personal opinion. But you got tracks on here. Jay Batters. Um, Kill All Rats with Ransom and Rome Streets. Easily the best song. Or my favorite song off this um, project right here. Uh, 
Super dope. Love that Kill All Rats track. Toast, highly praised. Red Beams. That's probably my second favorite track off this project. Red Beams is fire as well. But Conway, man, I was talking to the homie Mike Sears, and I was like, yo, at this point, Conway probably my favorite rapper out right now. I've, I've gone on record a million times saying that Royce the Five Nine is my favorite rapper out. But in all actuality, like this past year in particular, I've been bumping a lot, a lot of Conway the Machine, more than anything else. I think I did that, you know, Apple Music year year and year year end wrap up. Can I fucking speak? Um, where it tells you who you listen to the most, what albums, what songs, or whatever, and like, I think it was like. 68 hours of Conway the Machine, you know, listening from King to a God, um, No One Mourns the Wicked to fucking Goat, um, and all his other shit. Everybody Eats Food. I was just bumping Conway like crazy last year. Still am. I'm still bumping that from King to a God album and No One Mourns the Wicked and now this new shit. If you haven't, Listen to Conway or Griselda based off my previous thousand recommendations on the show, then you got to do it. They're super dope. And this new project is fire. Just pick an album, go with it. Um, if, I, if, you're, if you're looking for a particular Conway album, I say from King to a God and then go from whatever album after that. But this new shit, Conway's killing all rats. With If It Bleeds, It Could Be Killed. Peep that shit. It's up on Big Ghost Bandcamp, like I said. It's not up on all digital yet. Big Ghost always releases releases his shit on Bandcamp. And then like a week or two later, it'll be up on all the DSPs. So if you don't want to peep it on the Bandcamp, just keep an eye out on the DSPs. It should be dropping within the next couple of weeks. And then hard copies too. Definitely pumped for hard copies of that album. And before we get the fuck about it here into Ask Roan, we got another new intrinsic single this week. Um, his new single, Lied To. Um, off his upcoming album. I actually got to look up the name of the album. But pre-orders for his new album are up on mnestore.com right now. He is putting out his new project, Lasers and Poison, through the Welcome to the Underground sub-label of Magic Ninja. And the new single, Lie To, is out now. I didn't get a chance to listen to this one yet. Um, I did listen to the first single, and the first single was dope. Um, Amphetamine Suicide, I believe we talked about that last week. That shit was fucking dope. But I fucks with Intrinsic. Been fucking with Intrinsic for a long ass time. Like 15 years, some shit. Maybe even longer. Um, But we got uh, his new album, Lasers and Poisoned. Being a, it's a double, double album being packaged with Underground Hustling 72 hosted by Draven. But on his album in particular, 16 tracks, features... From Twisted, McNasty, um, Dynasty, the Mexican Thuggalo, Jason Cruz of Strung Out, 
whole bunch of other motherfuckers. We got store, sorry, uh, Toy Gory Two Cipher featuring uh, Twisted on there. If you remember Toy Gory, Toy Gory, say that five times fast. The first one had, I believe, Madrox and Shaggy Two Dope, and that was some kind of weird situation that went down with that, but. Part two of the Toy Gory Cypher is on his upcoming album. And I'm hyped for it. Uh, I got to get my pre-order in for this one. I got all of uh, Intrinsic's other albums, I think anyway. So I got to get I gotta get on the pre-order for this shit. But that's up on M&E Store right now. And yeah, that wraps it up for new music and news and all that good shit for this week. Um, I don't have a graphic for it, but I'm just remembering off the top of my head. Jaron Benton did drop a new single with Demrick. Peep that shit. Um, I did peep that. Jaron Benton's staying busy. Another one of those dudes. But I don't have a graphic for it. I do have it up on my OBS, but forgot to get a picture for it. So can't talk about it. But um, peep that shit. Jaron and Demrick out now. Don't know the name of the track off the top of my head. But let's get into uh, some Ask Grown before we bounce the fuck up out of here. This is the segment where I answer the people's questions and talk about topics that they may or may not have for the week. And we always start out with Twitter. So let's head to Twitter real quick with Ask Grown. Kilimanjaro on Twitter. He says Super Bowl. Who you got, or who did you have before you started to record today's podcast? I don't watch football, so nobody. I know Tom Brady's in it, and Tom Brady plays for uh, the Bucks now. Uh, I used to fucking watch football heavy, heavy, but I don't anymore. Uh, the Patriots were my team. Tom Brady's my guy, but I don't watch football, so I just, I just don't know. Don't really care to be honest, but. Shout out to Kilimanjaro for the question. Uh, Reficule on Twitter asks, what's the best online gig you have seen and why? What could have improved the experience? I probably have to say Attack of the Ninjas. No, no. ICP's Funhouse Party Peep Show. The October streams was the best online shit yet, in my opinion. That shit was so good. So dope. Um, Attack of the Ninjas would probably be second, but that shit was dope because it was a month-long stream and they just gave us all the ill shit. Super dope podcasts, tours of Detroit, talking about mm, old-school shit, reliving old-school shit. The acoustic performance was fire. I like ICP acoustic performances. Um, I don't know if there was much I would improve. Uh, what would I w- improve on? The, you know, ICP streams in particular is them being on time. You know, them doing shit on time. Highly unlikely, but <laughs> that I would improve. Um, and the only other online shit that I've watched was like NetFest, Attack of the Ninjas, shit that M&E has done. Um. There's really not much I would improve on. I would just, the one thing I would like to see more of it, to be honest. I, I enjoy these online performances. I really do. 
I've I went back and forth of whether I like it or not when it was first going down, but I fucks with it in the end because I ain't got shit to do. There's no concerts, you know, everything's still shut down. Um, but yeah, let's go to uh shout out to Refecule for that question. Let's go to uh Instagram. Uh we got Mr. Donut Hole Man, what did you think about Double Dragon, my dude? I already talked about it. Shit was fire, my dude. That shit was super dope. Peep that Double Dragon album. That shit is fire. And then we got the homie Jiggles on Instagram. Do you store your CDs alphabetically by artist? If so, where do you put solo albums? Under the group or or that artist? How do you file compilations? I want to know other people's systems. So my system has always been alphabetically by artist, including compilations. So say we got Psychopathics from Outer Space. That would be with, you know, alphabetically, but, you know, with the letter P, um, you know, so forth. Uh, If it's its own compilation, but if, you know, ICP has Forgotten Freshness, Twisted as Cryptic Collection. That would be filed under Twisted and, you know, ICP, you know, whatever. ICP's Forgotten Freshness. So I file all my CDs alphabetically by artist and then chronologically by the date that the album was released. So take ICP, for example. Um, You know, it would be in order starting from Basement Cunts. I have the Basement Cuts... CD, so Basement Cunts, Dog Beats, Carnival of Carnage, Beverly Kills, Ringmaster, Terror Wheel, so forth. And then for the rest of their discography, just in order. So that's how I do it. Alphabetically by artist, and then chronologically by release. It's a pain in the ass when I have to reorganize everything, like when I get a bunch of new CDs and have to org- you know, catalog everything. Um, but it's definitely worth it. And it's just so much easier to find shit. I know where everything is. And I could just tell by looking at my CD collection when like, like there's not a CD there. Like I'm well over a thousand CDs at this point, probably close to 1500. Um, but I could tell when something's missing, you know, just, I fucking love my CD. Like I sometimes just come down here in my room and just look at the shit. (laughs) You know, I just come down here and look at it. But shout out to the homie Jiggles, day one. That's a fucking day one right there. Shout out to the homie Jiggles for that question. And then we got one up on Facebook from Richard Smooth. He asked, have you heard, um, you ever hear any albums you hated the first time you heard them, but enjoyed later after a few spins? I thought about this question um, before I started the show and the first couple that came to mind, um, you know, truth be told the Wraith Shangri-La when it first came out, I've gone on record saying that I liked it from the very first time I heard it. Truth be told, I, I didn't, <laughs> um, I was, I was faking the funk, always saying that I liked it from the fucking jump. The Wraith Shangri-La took a few months. I actually listened to it like the day it came out 
I and I wasn't really feeling I I didn't hate it, but I wasn't really feeling it. And then I revisited a couple months later and I was like, yo, this shit is fire. Fuck, I don't know. Must have been in a bad mood when I first got it. But Wraith Shangri-La is one that comes to mind. Twisted's Wicked is another one that comes to mind. That album, I did not like Wicked, like, at all. I did not like Wicked when it first came out. And when I went to the live show and they were performing the album, like, trying to get hype for that when I didn't enjoy the album was a challenge. But looking back on Wicked and, you know, within the past few years, bunch of years probably, uh, at least five years, listening to Wicked is a fucking super dope album. Super dope. Like, I don't know why I hated on that album so much or why I didn't like it when it first came out, but I like that album, man. Wicked is another one that comes to mind. Um, Trying to think off the top of my head that I didn't like Slipknot's last album, We Are Not Your Kind. I did not like that when it first came out, but ended up being one of my favorite albums of 2019. Trying to think of other albums I didn't like when they first dropped and then later on did. Tech Nine's KOD, that's another one. I did I didn't I did not like KOD when it came out, and everybody was all over that shit because it was like tech going back to like the dark, dark side of tech, if you will. Um I just did, I didn't like it, but going back to it now, same with Wicked, these other it's a dope album, man. There's a couple songs on there that I don't like. Same with Wicked. Um, you know, Wraith Shangri-La now, I could just play front to back, no problem. But those are a couple albums I could think of off the top of my head. Looking at the CD collection real quick, see if there's anything else that I might not have liked. I could tell you, like, albums that I like that I don't like now would be, like, Shaggy Tootops Fuck the Fuck Off. I don't like... I don't want to say I don't like it, but I don't like it as much as I did when it first came out. Um, Yeah. Trying to think of other albums that are like that. Probably Twisted's Man's Myth and Mutant. I kind I liked it more back then than I do now. I definitely don't like Mutant now. I still kind of like Man's Myth. I still feel like I can make a really solid like eight, nine song EP from the, both those albums. But it goes both ways. Albums that you liked, that you no longer liked, and albums that you didn't like, you like now. Yeah, Wraith Shangri-La. I was always faking the funk on the Wraith Shangri-La when I said that I liked it from the first time I heard it. That was all cap. All cap over here. Or at least on that take, anyway. I fucks with Wraith Shangri-La now. I love that album. But I want to shout out everybody that's tuned in an hour and seven minutes in. Much fucking love. Super appreciated. Go peep that Buckshot Kung Fu Vampire Double Dragon album. That new Conway is fucking fire. Definitely peep all that shit. And much love again. Thank you. I appreciate all the donations, all the love. It's super appreciated. And I'm Ron Bone of the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. And until next time, I'm out. Peace.